0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So on today's episode, I have um, one of my clients and friends. Her name is Leslie, and she has been working with me since October of 2021. Uh, And Leslie and I on this podcast, we talk about her spiritual journey, what brought her to doing this work. Um, She tells a hilarious story about how she first got introduced to tarot and card readings via a tarot reading at a hookah bar, which is just incredible. <laughs> and um, we just we basically talk about how she got into her spiritual journey. So this is a new series on the podcast I'm starting where I'm I'm inviting on uh, clients who are still working with me or have worked with me in the past for a significant period of time so that they can talk about their journeys because I want you to be able to hear that everyone comes at this work from such different places, such, such different walks of life, and it's really inspiring. So today's podcast episode is the kickoff of this series. There's many more to come. Um, but today we're starting with Leslie, which isn't so exciting and it's such a good episode. I hope you guys really enjoy. And if you have questions, if you want to connect any of that, um, uh, there's going to be a, several, several little bits of information in the outro of the episode, So you can, um, hear all the things that are, are available to connect and get more information on some of the things we talk about in this episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get right in, and let's introduce you all to Leslie. All right, so I have Leslie here with me. So Leslie, I'm going to let her introduce herself, Um, but Leslie and I have been working together since, like, November, right, Um, and I really want to introduce her to you all so you can feel her magic. And we're going to talk about her journey, what she does all the things. So Leslie, thank you for coming on. Thank you for kicking off this series on the podcast with me. And yeah, welcome.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Um, So I'm Leslie. And when I I'm a licensed esthetician in California. And so I have my own small business and I stumbled upon Shannon, again, like around last November 2021, and it has been transformational. Um, I am slowly working on expanding myself, I guess I'll say, because um, as I've been doing this healing work and opening myself up more, it's just been showing me the possibilities of what I can do to just heal my community, myself, my family. And it's just, it's a blessing for sure.
0: Yeah, it is. I love that. I love thinking of it that way and how you put that into words, because it really is a blessing to be able to do this for ourselves because it's a ripple effect. Like it's amazing. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a huge takeaway that I hope people hear and like, yeah, right. Exactly. When we do this work, we're healing everyone around us. Yeah. So tell me, tell everyone listening, (laughs) like, when did you start down, we're going to call it like a spiritual path. Like, when did that pop into your awareness? Uh, Was there someone that like brought it into your space or um, something that happened where you were like, I need to find a different way of moving through the world, basically?
1: that um
0: it happened
1: simultaneously when I decided to become an entrepreneur and start my own business with beauty and then it was around 2020 of March dun 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 like the pandemic came around and I was open for about three weeks um in my own studio doing facials and brows and California shut down for like three months and it was a constant battle of okay, maybe next week we will open, maybe next week, and maybe next week. And it really started to take a toll on my mental health. One, because I felt like it's a sign that I shouldn't have done this, it's not working out. But then also, I was stuck at home with my family. And the, the first layer of my healing was definitely around my family and my parents and how, how I still had things in my past that I didn't, I was hiding. And so being stuck at home was forcing me to like, look in that mirror. And there was a point where I was just very low. I have always been a very positive person and I was just so low and my fiance was actually the one who started telling me about meditation and you should try this. And I started looking into books and watching YouTube videos. And I started doing yoga at home, like trying anything to help out my mental health because I knew there was something there. I just couldn't put a finger on it. And so uh, I remember specifically this one really powerful moment where it was a guided meditation about your inner child. And the exercise was, you know, get in a meditative state. But at one point, they asked us to picture looking out of our childhood home as we were a kid. And, you know, what, what, what was going on? What were you feeling? What were you seeing? What were you doing? And in that moment, I was waiting for my dad to come home. And part of my my pain with my dad is that I was the first child And so my parents, no one is perfect. Their relationship is never going to be perfect. And so since I was the first one, I was really there for the very beginning of their relationship and their own development. So I was exposed to a lot of that. And as a kid, I was always observant of people and their emotions. Like I was just always in tune. And so when I realized that I had been waiting for my dad to come home I was crying and crying while I was laying on the floor, like just sobbing, because I totally forgot about those feelings and that part of my life. And so I thought, okay, I need to work on this. And slowly, the universe kept bringing me people to help me. I started meeting people in person or online. I met my friend Tina, who. Um, is also an esthetician but she does Reiki and so we would talk casual conversations and things would come up and she'd give me ideas or I randomly would run into someone at my work who did tarot readings and so they would help me and it was kind of like pieces to the puzzle that I was open to and like okay let me try this let me try this Um, and so that was like the past two years maybe and then um, I was once like the world was kind of going back to normal and we were able to open up our salons again I was also dealing with the world of being an entrepreneur and myself I have no experience with that I went to college to be an elementary school teacher because I thought that's what I wanted to do but I got sidetracked going to beauty school and I loved it but I again it was this battle of like two parts of myself, the part of me that knew what I wanted to do. And then the other part that was kind of still conditioned by the outside world and thinking, no, this is how I have to do it. I I can't do this. I have to go this way. And so having that battle, I started to become just more aware of how I was feeling and I shouldn't be feeling like this, like this doesn't feel right. And that's kind of what, um, uh, how do I say it helped me branch out into trying new things for example doing the womb clearing with Shannon that was the very first session I ever booked with her and again I found her through a mutual friend on Instagram and so when I did the womb clearing my main reason for wanting to do it is I I knew that I had a disconnect with my sexuality and my femininity. And I just knew that this is not how I'm supposed to feel. I'm supposed to feel empowered. I'm supposed to feel strong and beautiful and sexy and all these things. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to start with this womb clearing and we'll just see what happens. And we went through it. We did it. And it it was the most... I'll say beautiful thing, because it's one thing to see something and someone say, oh, you should try this, but it's something else for you to actually feel the healing and you feel the crying and the release and the deep gut wrenching emotions that I had been holding on to for so long. That's how you know it's real, you know? And so that's when I thought, okay, I'm obsessed. I I, want to do more. Um, cause I've also, I love going deep with people, like having deep conversation. That's my favorite thing. I attribute it to my Scorpio rising <laughs> that I just, I love intense things in a calm way. And so, um, that's kind of what started it all. Yeah. And I mean,
0: it's been, it's been a ride even just getting to that point. It's so crazy. hundred percent. Oh my God. So many things I want to comment on and talk about, um, let's, I want to start with like the beginning. So Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because I feel like such a commonality with so many people right now is that March of 2020 was like the point where so many people were like, Oh, I need to figure out what I'm holding basically. And then the spiritual path kind of opens up of like, Oh, here's all these different modalities that I've never heard of before that actually might be super helpful. And so I think it's really, really interesting and also not surprising on a certain level that that was when things started to come in for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my work deepened then too, like uh, that was when I was like, Oh, okay. I finally have time to like do this all the time. Okay. I'm really going to like put even more effort into it. So it's really interesting. And then the, um, The entrepreneur part as well, like that's so many people, so many entrepreneurs come to this work, like, and it's so interesting. And I I think that's a really fun thing to to touch on because if we're, if you're not, I mean, I, I, this is kind of a generalization. I'm just going to like, I'm hundred percent making an assumption here, but I, I can imagine like an entrepreneur who's starting like a tech startup or something. Um, that's a very different kind of energy. Like you're getting investors, you're doing all this stuff. like there's like deep like human logical stuff going into that. But doing um, starting up a small business that is like like what you do, like having your own studio salon space or um, working with I know now that you're in a space with other people, but like doing that or what I do, like these things that are, important and tangible, but tangible in a different way or valued in a different way than that example of a tech startup. There's this whole other level of like, oh, i really had to figure out how to believe in myself if I'm going to do this.
1: Yes. A hundred percent, especially with any service, like even if it's food service, I think, and it's a one-on-one because when I'm working on someone, I could be doing a great job, but if I don't have the attitude
0: or the confidence, it's just not gonna work out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. It because part of what we're doing, I know I think of my work this way, and I'm curious to, to know if this resonates with you, but it's like part of this work is selling yourself. Like if your clients aren't resonating with your energy, then yeah, it's gonna be hard to get them to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is like the service you offer, but then there's how you like, brand and show up and sell yourself energetically, which is where this work comes.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I personally, that part of it really challenged me because there's like, do I show my real self or do I show the self that everyone thinks is more attractive or more pleasing? So Mm -hmm. that's
0: something else to think about too. How is that now? Like, did you kind of start showing like a curated version of yourself Yeah, so now
1: I'm not afraid to show myself or my interest. Um, And as I've done that more, it's kind of self-assuring or reassuring because I'll get a lot of feedback from my clients saying, oh my God, I love this too. No one ever talks about this. Mm -hmm. Or like tarot cards. Oh, my mom does tarot reading. Like now that I've opened up about my interest, it's like this whole other world has coming to me instead of me trying to force myself to be someone else. It just, it's much more authentic Mm -hmm. and it's easier as you practice it more.
0: hundred percent. And it also on a business level, I'm sure you've probably experienced this. It makes it so much easier to attract new people in when you're like really showing up authentically as, as yourself, as like, these are my interests. Like, this is what I talk about. Like then if you have a client who's like, super into tarot and you're talking about that, then they're probably going to go tell their other friends like, oh my God, I met the most amazing esthetician. And she talks about all this tarot stuff with me, like go get your brows done with her because like, you'll have fun, you know? Yes. Yes. Especially, or even when I do facials, Mm -hmm. like I not
1: have the most advanced machines or the, I don't know, whatever it may be, but I have so many clients that they need to come once a month because when they come, they feel like the warmth and they feel relaxed, like a safe space. They can let go and just trust that, I'm not going to scam them of their money or tell them something that's not true. It's just such a nice relationship to have with people. And it's kind of like, I get to do this. This is my job. I get to really connect with people. And it's amazing.
0: Right? Like this, it's like that feeling of like, this is my life. Like I get to do this.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's just so beautiful because like, I remember in high school when you're getting ready to graduate, it's like, college applications and what kind of job are you going to have and it just feels very cold and there's no like human connection sometimes like you're just doing things for the money think about the money how much money are you going to make and it's like Mm. but are you going to love your job though that's what really matters
0: exactly I god that's such a good example because it is very much my same my impression of that that as well in high school at the end, like, as I was graduating, I was like, man, work is going to be this like faceless cold, like, God, I don't want to be an adult. Can I, I mean, I don't really want to be in high school again either, but can I go back and just start (laughs) over? Cause I don't want to deal with
1: this. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I mean, I'm on, I'm a big sister. I have two younger brothers there right now. One of them is in his first year of college and the other is like a junior in high school. And I always say, I love being a big sister. I love sharing with them Like what I went through and how I felt, because I definitely think that the younger generation, even in high school, there's no hope in schools. Mm -hmm. They don't go deep into like when it's psychology, they tell you about the mental disorders, but they don't tell you how to regulate your nervous system or something like that. And so these are things that I always try to share with my brothers if they're open to it,
0: trying to sprinkle some hope everywhere I go. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. It's so funny. You mentioned that because I have an older brother and a younger brother, but my younger brother's a little bit more. I I just see him more often. I was gonna say he's more open, but that's not sure. I just see him more often. It's so funny to observe, like when I can share things with him and give him like another um, perspective and he'll be like, He's very logical. He's an engineer. He's super logical. I'm obviously, that's not where <laughs> I, I lie. Um, so it's so funny when I'll give him advice and then I watch him like think on it and then like implement it and try it. And then it'll take him it some time, but he'll be like, that really worked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like there are things that we don't get taught in school or at jobs or anything that are so important and that's that's why I, like I think this work is so important and we don't even have to call it spiritual like there's so much like dogma that can be brought up in that and that's not what we're interested in it's more like reconnecting to our soul essence like when we can do that we get to yeah. we get to really shift in such to, into what we want
1: We get to be human again I think yeah. like that's another blessing and a curse that came with the pandemic it's like how often in humanity did the world stop? Did mm-hmm. construction stop? Everything stopped, and you were just there. And it's kind of like a metaphor for for us. It's like we're go go go. We got to pay this bill this day, this bill that day. So it gave us an opportunity to just pause, reevaluate. How you said, and like, what am I doing? I'm here. What's going on?
0: Yeah, it was this weird, like, yeah, pause is the best word. There's this weird, like void almost of mm-hmm. just nothing's happening. Yeah. It was a huge reset. This is such an interesting conversation to have because on an intellectual logical level, like I know that that was such a devastating time for so many people. And on a personal level, it was one of my favorite times, like the first like month of, um, cause I was in France at that time. So we were like super locked down. Like I could barely leave my apartment locked down. That first month of that was just, it was like a kind of heaven. Honestly, it was like so nice because of my personal life circumstances. Like I was really able to just fully lean back into it. And it was so great Mm -hmm. to stop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. And I was, I'll say I was, I don't know if I want to say privileged enough um, because I, my family did experience some losses during the pandemic. It was more extended family, Mm -hmm. but I think for everyone, it kind of rekindled that human connection because you're like, dang, this person lost this person and this person lost this person. I need to, again, like value what I have here more. It's like a, again,
0: like a little reset. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree hundred percent. Cause it definitely, it definitely made us all more aware of our more, our mortality and yeah, our connection. I mean, in France, I think most of Europe for the first couple months of lockdown was every night, everyone would open their windows and like applaud for the wow. healthcare workers. And so it was just like this really like same time every night. I don't know how it got decided, but it was just like, you knew like eight o'clock you're going to clap. And because all day long you'd hear like, cause I lived in the middle of the city. So like you'd hear ambulances, you'd hear all the things. And it was just this like on a, yeah. I mean, it was this whole, like, wow, this is such a reconnection into what's actually important, which is why to me, it felt so like great because I was, I thankfully like was privileged, enough, privileged enough. That I didn't really experience any I didn't have anyone. I didn't lose anyone to it. And so I just got to really observe that from the collective and be like, wow, look how much we're connecting again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I just remembered there were some dark times. I I don't know what it is about the U S maybe because we're a large country. I don't know. But around that time, it was also when like the black lives matter stuff was going on the news and mm-hmm. like the the I don't know what was it the White House got stormed and the media was just like on our backs it's like isn't it already enough that everyone is terrified of going outside but you're here purposefully like <laughs> instilling even more fear into people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, that's another thing that really pushed me onto this I'm gonna I like mental health journey spiritual journey because again it was this moment of this can't be real like yeah. It, it, life can't be that bad you know worst things happened in history right now it it's not this bad and mm-hmm. so it was again like okay let's turn off the news let's not pay attention to these influences and just really focus on what's going on around me what can I actually make a change in in my life because that gives you more power
0: 100% right because it felt so much like we were losing all of our power yeah oh so, yeah I think that's why so many so, so many people came deeper into, let me explore this, this other aspect facet of life, because I feel like I have, everything's going to shit. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Pretty much collectively (laughs) for some people very much personally, like depending on different for everyone, but there was definitely this like overall feeling of like, everything is falling apart. Yeah. So where do I find my, where do I find my center and my steady, like grounded, grounded self that I can lean on? Because I'm clearly not going to be able to lean on anything happening in a government, like from a government or from like jobs or from anything because no one knows what's happening.
1: Yeah. And then the elections. Oh my God. It was just so much.
0: It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The U S really, it was very interesting to like, observe the U S from when I what cause I wasn't here for a lot of it mm-hmm. um, from an outside perspective and be like, wow, the U S is really going through a lot of stuff right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <yes>. Yeah. So <laughs> such an interesting tangent, but I also, I think probably really helpful um, on some level that needs to be talked about. I want to bring us back though, to um, that womb clearing we did. Mm-hmm. And so you said that um, you said like, feeling the emotion release was like a oh wow, there is stuff in my body that I, I want I need to get out. Yeah. And um I do remember so viscerally um that you did really so much, which was so amazing. And that's um that is something that's really fascinating to I don't know if that's what I well we'll we'll stick with that word. Um to see because some people um have a much harder time have a much harder time releasing and letting go. And so um, I'm curious, do you find it like in general, is it easy for you to kind of like let yourself open and let things go? Or did that come from, you know, you'd already been dabbling into and going deeper into this work? Like, I don't know. I think that's an interesting question for people to like hear an answer to and think about themselves. So I want to ask you that. I would say, I was ready. I was ready to let
1: go when I did the womb clearing um, because I was sick of myself, my old self. I was sick of it. And so it was kind of like, a, again, like I want that reset, like just no baggage. Just let's just start fresh and whatever parts of myself that I need to keep, I will keep. And the the rest that's not serving me, let's let's get rid of. Mm -hmm. and it was because for that I don't know how long it was between like the 2020 and last last November I want to say another big thing for me was I think it was I don't remember if it was during the summer but at one point I believe it was before the womb clearing and I talked about this to you the other day is I I have always been quote-unquote a good girl I was like I'm never gonna do drugs I'm never gonna drink alcohol I'm never gonna do x y and z And so as I've been going through this journey, again, it's like going through my conditioning and being like, okay, well, this is not logical. Like, this is dumb. This is a dumb rule. Who came up with this rule? And it's me. So let's get rid of it. And so as I was on this spiritual journey, I was kind of like, okay, when I was looking for the peak, I was looking for the peak of my journey. Cause it's kind of not, I don't want to say addicting, but for myself, and I've realized this recently, like two, a couple of days ago that I, I want to keep going. Like I finished step one, let's go to step two, let's go to step three. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need to stop. You just need to take a break and just enjoy where you're at right now. So I'm saying this because, so as I was breaking through those layers on my own, I was presented with the opportunity to take acid. And in the beginning, when it was presented to me, I was like, I don't know, I'm kind of scared, you know, cuz you hear all these things from either the media or people mm-hmm. and I I always I you know, like I hated the war on drugs and how in the media it's portrayed because you can't just label a certain thing, for example, like marijuana, you can't say, Oh, people who smoke marijuana are lazy, they have no ambition. And it's like, how many rich people who have very successful businesses do that and more. Mm
0: -hmm. And so,
1: again, as I was like, breaking through those conditionings, I'm like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And at this point, I was starting to get a little bit more spiritual, I was looking to connect more with my, my ancestors or whoever, because I was having a hard time just being still and committing to that. And again, I had no like formal guidance. So I was kind of just winging it. And so I ended up taking the acid and I I set an intention unintentionally before it. And it was the most beautiful experience for myself because I was in a good headspace. I was, again, I had an intention and I it sounds cringy to me, but I wanted like an ego death, <laughs> like, huh. you know, and so that's like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And obviously you you can't really a hundred percent kill your ego because we need it. But at the time I was again, looking for that release. Like, I just want to let go of the old Leslie, like, let's just kill it all. And then um, when I did the womb clearing and we did the portion where we, I decide what do I want to keep in that space? It was like, oh, okay. I don't need to completely let go of everything. Mm-hmm. There are some parts of my being that are here for a reason, and let's work on that and let's nourish it. What else can I do to nourish that part of myself?
0: Yeah, oh, I love that. I, you know what, I really love the way that you share that and put that into a different perspective with the womb clearing too, of like. Because for, for those people, so I'm going to answer that. I'm going to respond to you in a long, in a kind of a long, long winded way. But for those people who don't know what, how their womb clearing works, when we go into that space, we look at all parts of the womb space and you get to um, ask energy to leave, or if it's really serving, you, you can ask it to stay. And so um, I really love thinking of it in terms of i'm going to ask this particular energy to stay because there is a place where it's supporting me or or there's a place where this isn't necessarily like bad for me but I need to learn how to work with it better and that's a very empowering and then you can like you said we can bring that into the ego which we do need an ego like we can't get rid of it we can we can die to the parts of it that are not serving us but it's the same thing like then we can look at the the parts of it that are serving us and figure out how do I build up this part of my ego in the sense that how do I energize this part of my ego so that it can help me in a healthy way?
1: Uh, how do you give it love and how do you, how do you it embrace balance? it? Yeah. 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 It's all
0: about balance. Definitely. It's so about balance. Yes. So within that journey, mm-hmm. um, the other thing i know it is, is that you have um really opened into working with oracle cards and tarot yeah. and like doing readings with that and i know that we um we were working together as you got deeper into that as well but i really want you to share what whatever you want to there like how you got called into that um how the cards speak to you um I think that's, I just think that's a really, really interesting path to, to discuss. So whatever you want to share with that, but, um, cards are so powerful. So I'd love to hear your story.
1: Yeah. Um, well I'll start with, I was raised Catholic. And so I was always told that, you know, tarot cards are evil. They're from the devil, they're a portal, whatever you can say about them. And i always just was like, okay, but I still want to try it, (laughs) you know, like, Mm Um, I'm also a life path seven. So for me being like that truth seeker, I was always like, I don't know. Are you sure? Like that just doesn't seem right. And so, but <laughs>
0: also I would say the fact that you're a one three in human design as well. Like you need the trial, you need the error, you need yes, the knowledge. You got a lot yes. of that.
1: And so um, I I never sought out. I wanted it to come to me because that's how I felt like it was going to be authentic and safe. And so my first ever card reading was in high school. Um, I think I was like a senior or something. And I ended up going to like a hookah lounge with my best friend and her brother. And we got there. And this, this with, I'm saying this with love, this nerdy guy with like a Pokemon shirt, glasses, was like doing card readings at a hookah lounge, you know, just, and I was kind of scared at first. And um, you know, everything that he, he did the readings for my friend and her brother, they were so accurate and I really didn't see the harm in it. And also he was only charging a dollar. He was doing it for practice, but he said, if you want to give me something, give me a dollar. And so I thought, okay, this is an honest person. They're not doing it for the money. And so I did my reading and everything in that reading really touched my heart and I could see, okay, even though I've never said this to anyone, I have thought about it. And so that's when I kind of saw the connection. And then my second card reading was when I was working at Old Navy. Uh, I was a manager there um, for a few years. And it was before I went off to do my beauty business. I had been working in retail for almost four years. Um, And I was at this point where I was sick of working in retail. I felt like I was just there for no money. And I was feeling like, when am I going to follow my dreams? When am I going to be happy making money? And it was around Mother's Day that I had missed like a family party. And working in retail, you work a lot of weekends. And I always said, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But at that point, (laughs) I thought, it's not okay. I'm missing out time with my family. And so I was having a bad day at work and one of my coworkers, I always knew she did tarot readings and I always would have wanted to ask her for one, but just the opportunity never presented itself until that day she saw I was down and she she pulled out the cards and she did a reading for me. And I was crying so hard because it was talking about exactly what I was feeling exactly about money problems and my family problems and how I'm longing for that family connection. And I hadn't even mentioned anything to her. Mm-hmm. And so again, it was kind of like this reassurance that this is powerful in It might be scary to those people who are like, how does she know that she's a witch? But to me, it was more like beautiful, you know, like they say that God or Jesus, like they performed miracles. And to some people, magic is evil when it's like, well, what about miracles? Miracles are magic. And so I had that more positive attitude towards it. So there was never any fear around it. And it was always something that was really close to my heart. And I saw how it helped people. And I never thought I would be doing card readings for other people or not even myself. Because, again, I think a lot of us are taught that only certain people have these special skills. You know, you like either if it's your family does it or whatever, we think that, oh, we don't have access to that. We don't have that within us. As I was doing all this healing work, I was always drawn to the cards, but again, I never felt empowered to try it out for myself um, until I started dedicating more time to like my meditations or my crystals. And I started, I don't even remember how I was inspired to buy my deck. I think I had mentioned it to you, Shannon, during one of my sessions.
0: And you were like, it was like homework. I was like, go find a deck that calls to you.
1: Yeah. And so I went to Barnes and Nobles. I spent $200. (laughs) (laughs) I bought books, I bought decks and like I got home and I was looking through all the cards. I was just so excited about everything. That's kind of how it started. And slowly as I've, I've been practicing it, it started with more of a personal connection. Um, I noticed that with tarot, it has like a set, I mean, it's, there's some openness to it, but you know, it has like a set suits and what each card means, but Mm -hmm. with the Oracle cards, I found that I enjoyed the booklets that came with it because each card will not only tell you the meaning, but it'll come with either a meditation practice or a journal prompt. And so it kind of feels like there's interaction between you and the cards Um, without having to think about it and that's when I really felt how the cards could help other people because it helped me and I thought everyone should be encouraged to do this it's for yourself it's not anything evil it's helping you become a better person and so slowly it's even now it's still I have to psych I have to not listen to that voice in my head when I'm doing a reading for someone and I have to say like just forget this little inner critic that's telling you you can't do it or that your intuition's not strong enough or whatever the reason just feel like just be present what do you feel mm-hmm. and that this has been something that i've been working on is a lot of trust trusting and there's a reason why i'm looking at this color there's a reason why i'm looking at this number there's mm-hmm. a reason why my leg feels a vibration or why there's this ringing in my ear so working with the cards has also Challenge me to strengthen that trust. And the more and more I let go and trust and trust, it's just been like way better f- for my readings. If
0: that makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> that makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah I love that deeply. Um, mm, it is a, it is such a process of surrendering into trust. So much of this work is, so I love, I really love how you describe that your own journey with that, with the cards, because man, they showed up for you several times. Like they were there. They just kept on coming back until you were ready to look at them and go, yeah. Okay. I'm ready to really, really learn these. Yeah. Really use them, which is really pretty cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I love it whenever. And also another thing that I would tell myself when I thought about doing card readings for other people I was like, "Why? There's so many other people that do card readings. Why do I want to do it? Now that I've done a few and I'm more comfortable with it, I feel like it's it's me. It's my own style and what I have to say to people. Um, it's still special for me in a way um, because when I do for readings for some people, I try to give the power to them. I'll tell them, you know, this is a card. This is what." they're saying or what this is what I'm feeling and I tell them like this is what you can do to work on this like it's not about telling you the future that your dog's gonna die or you're gonna lose your job it's like your guides are trying to help you and this is what you can do to get better or to learn that lesson so you can move on no one wants to be stuck in the same problem over and over and over And that's what the cards help you do. It's kind of like you're reading a book and you're able to zoom out and see, hey, this character is he keeps running into that hole. Why does he keep running into that hole? And so it's like
0: it's that connection between everything that's just it's so beautiful. Yeah. And so powerful. It changes it changes our lives when we can really see that. I think this is such such a such a good point. And it's one that I'm sure everyone who is listening to this has heard before. But yes, we can all like develop our own ways of doing this. So like there are other people who do card readings, yes, but no one can read the cards in the same way you can. So when people are coming to you, they're coming to you because the way that you can help them translate what's coming through is different than how anyone else can. And so that's your like that's your magic in it. Yeah. Um and that's true for everyone, which is why it's literally impossible to oversaturate this space, this kind of work, because there's just no way that anyone can do the same thing that you or do or I do or anyone else does because they're not you. They're not me. They're not anyone like, you know, we're all individual. We all yeah. have our own ways.
1: Yeah. Um, another way that card reading has really just blessed my life is with my family because that was something else I had to work on when I wanted to start being more open about who I am and what I love because I was healing behind the scenes and I wanted to like I wanted to just be myself and so when I would talk about what has helped me like the card readings or Reiki or whatever it was it felt like I was scared to come out so to speak to my family but once once I did it was like a ripple effect in my family they started to be like oh you know maybe the cards aren't so bad because Leslie you know she's doing this and this and maybe it's not so bad and so it it started to open up those doors for my family and even with just healing like Um, I remember one time I mentioned to you, Shannon, that I had been working on my healing and there were certain people that I had been trying to push to heal because I, I saw them suffering. I'm like, read this book, do this meditation. Here's this crystal. Mm -hmm. And at one point I had to just let go because you can't force someone to heal. And so as I, as I've been more open about my journey and my, what my interests are, my family, they started their own healing. I didn't need to do anything. I just needed to be myself and they know what to do. If that
0: makes sense. I don't know. I don't know how to explain yeah. that. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. L- gets moving from leading by pushing, pushing towards, you know, ways to heal towards someone else. to Just leading by example of like, okay, I'm just going to do my thing and hopefully you can see what I'm doing and take from it what you need. Yeah. 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 Which is so powerful because we can't, I, I feel like we're kind of coming full circle in this, which is beautiful. Like to what we were saying at the beginning, we can't force anyone else to do this work with us. But when we do this work for ourselves, it does get to ripple out into all those around us. If we have that, like if we're open to it, if we're open to sharing our energy subtly, it just, Mm -hmm. it does affect everyone positively.
1: Yeah. And even my relationship with my mom as well. Um, like even she has her little crystals next to her nightstand now, and she has her book and like, I think, um, healing from everything and being on this journey has helped me connect a lot more to my mom and my grandma my great grandma because before I was very separated from any kind of spiritual practice because I associated it with religion with Catholicism and I thought that's bad I don't want to do that and so now that I've deepened into my own practices and I have embraced doing things my own way I have seen similarities in like, oh, we light this candle when we pray or we read this book and we do this. And so when I'm speaking to my mom or my grandparents, I feel like that connection is there as well. So, again, it's like a full circle moment. In the beginning, they were worried about me that I was going to separate from them. But it's actually like, no, it's bringing us closer together and we have that faith Mm together together.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. Something I love to say is that we're all really talking about the same thing. Like when we, when we strip down all of the layers of dogma and stories, we're all really talking about the same thing. And so, yeah, when you can, it's kind of like a full circle again, where we have to, I think it's pretty, I think it's a pretty common story. Like, I know I share, I can relate to this as well, what you said of like needing to reject the old ways of doing. And then as we come back into deeper acceptance of what we need for ourselves, we can look at the ways we were taught or the ways that we see our family moving through life and realize, Oh, we actually have a lot more similarities than differences. We just have different language for it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, another, another big moment that kind of started everything before, before that 2020, before I started doing meditation was I took a a college class called myths and legends. And it was a class learning about all religions, all the stories, all of it. And this, and I was introduced to Joseph Campbell, who wrote um, like the hero's journey. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much what his, his theories were about is that all of the religions are talking about the same story. They're just told differently. And it makes sense. You know, people ah. around the world, we all speak different languages. We wear different clothes. We eat different food. So of course the stories are going to vary, but it just, it's just a beautiful
0: reminder that we really are all one. Like, yes, there's no escaping us- it. <laughs> it brings us back to unity. A hundred percent. I agree. Mm. So I want to, um, I kind of bring us into a wrap up. So um, I want to take a second. And um, so we've done, wound, we've done that. We started with the womb clearing and then you were in a align, in aligned and embodied with Sam and I, and now you're in heal, which yeah. is <laughs> incredible. And I'm so excited for that because I'm really excited to see how you're going to use the Akashic quantum healing with um, everything that you do, because I think it's a testament to um, the fact that we can use this work in any and any and every place or way that we want. We just have to have the creativity to be like, how can I bring this into what I do? You don't have to like learn how to do spiritual work and immediately go, okay, that's the only thing I can do. You can still do other things you love like you, like you're doing, like you have other things, like you have the beauty work that you love to do that you came to first and now you're getting to like move like kind of meld everything together and create your own like special brand of being (laughs) but I would love it if you'd share um like one or two takeaways from some of the work we've done um just because I think that's really fun to to tap into that just to yeah, just a minute or two of like what's what's a big takeaway from what we've done that's really helped or um whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah
1: um align and embody was the best. I had the best <laughs> the best and the worst times in a good way because it it was a moment I remember the big takeaway at the very end of Align and Embody was the void and being comfortable with the void and being comfortable with uncertainty, which has like growing up, I always had to have a plan. You had to have a backup plan. Like you don't, you don't just chill out with no plan. You have to have a plan. And so with the line and embody, it really helped me to be more comfortable with it, like learning, learning, having the tools to move through any future voids for myself that was such a big blessing and it was such a lesson as well Um because I think in both in in both uh, I call them like both areas of my life I try to separate like my spiritual life from my work slash personal life but as I've been doing these these sessions with you and working through all this I've realized that It's one, whenever I'm going through a big change in my work life, it translates to my spiritual journey or when I'm going through some kind of growth or realization in my spiritual journey, it's like something physical is changing in my work or personal life. And so now with, with Heal, it feels much more deeper. I mean, we're only like, what, four or five weeks in, I think. Yeah. And already like every week there is something that I have like a an aha moment and I'm like whoa okay this is how I'm changing my story or this is how I'm deepening into the trust so um the past few weeks of heal have all been about trust and trusting that there's no rush you're Mm -hmm. getting to where you need to go just enjoy the ride and so it's just like, it's been a perfect combination of them. And it was a nice transition too. Um, I feel like I'm definitely ready for what is to come, even though I don't know what is to come. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's, it's just been so fun and it's like lifelong lessons and yeah. I always, I always say, like, this is something that I'm going to have forever, these tools, and I'll be able to share them with my kids, hopefully, if they're open to it, or just, it gives me a sense of security. And um, because with life, there is no guarantees. And so yeah. the only guarantee is how am I going to handle it is myself, my composure, I'm going to be calm, or I'm going to scream if I need to scream. Um, but again, it's like the only constant is change. So we have to learn how to work with
0: it. Yeah. Mm, I love that. And I also think that brings us right back to the COVID discussion. Yeah. like Bringing a full circle to that of what we all really got to see in a whole new visceral way that like, there is zero certainty in this life. And the only thing we can do is find the constants we need to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Go within,
1: and mm-hmm. I've I've found when I have conversations with people about my healing journey, I, I love when my clients ask me like, "What have you been up to? What are you doing?" And everyone's when I when I talk about card readings, I find that people are afraid of what they're gonna hear, and to me, it's kind of like, "What do you got inside that you're scared of? You know, like what are you avoiding?" And so the more we can get comfortable, again, with the void and the darkness, which totally translates to something that I learned a few weeks ago when we did our, what was it, like a journey we did into the Akashic Records? Yeah, Um, That's been something that has also been very relevant. It's like, don't be afraid of your shadows and what you got deep inside and embrace them. Um, So yeah, I mean, like heal is just like a deepening of this Melding of my soul with my physical body and my consciousness—it's just ah, so beautiful.
0: Mm, I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. For sharing yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my goodness. I think it's um, it just brings us back to the fact that there's always deeper we can go, and. And we do need to take time to be human because you brought that up, which is so important. It can be a really fun, beautiful journey to, to just find ourselves on a deeper level and, and connect deeper to ourselves when we are in it, not for the destination, but for the ride. Yeah, Cause it's not about like, there isn't a destination. That's the thing is that there isn't a, this is where I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's just, can I enjoy the journey? And continue to merge my soul with my body more and more. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, definitely like a last little thing. If anyone is afraid of like starting their journey because they're afraid of what they're going to find inside. It's like it's that that what is it like that law that what goes up must come down. So what goes down must come up. You're going to have your lows and your dark moments. But that's only going to bring you back up to those beautiful
0: lighter moments
1: and yeah. it's a cycle but it's it beautiful.
0: a beautiful cycle and it's important I mean if if we can't look at what's deep dark inside of us we can't get it out yeah. so yeah it's not always fun like I I know I've had time where I've been like damn that really sucked I know there have been times that like we've done work and afterwards you've been like man that really sucked <laughs> like I have to go down that deep um yeah. but if it's not if we can look at it without fear we can look at it with a curiosity of like yeah sometimes this is not going to be fun but i know it's going to be good
1: yeah
0: yeah Yeah. so um where can people connect to you
1: oh yes um so on instagram is where i love posting all my shenanigans it's leslie loves aesthetics um and that's pretty much where I share most of my life. I I took a break from my podcast for a little bit, but it's still up there. I'm going to get back into it. It's Earthly Connections. Um, but how you were talking about being human, like just really quick to finish up. That is something that I'm like, it's okay. It'll still be there. I'm going to come back to it even better and more fresh.
0: Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Instagram is where I love to just be silly. <laughs> perfect. Well, I'll make sure that's in the show notes same with the podcast. And also, I mean, I take breaks from this podcast too, you know, like yeah. there there are months where I have tons of episodes and there are months where I'm like I need a human a little bit. So, <laughs> yes. You know, it's it's life. It's how we flow with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Leslie. This yes. has been so fun. I hope this is a really wonderful i hope everyone who's listened really enjoys what we went into (laughs) and yeah
1: being here yes thank you for having me i love this i love everything about this i love you i love everyone listening
0: (laughs) so much love (laughs) so much love to everybody yeah all right wow well i hope you all enjoyed that episode with leslie I am loving getting to introduce some of the amazing people I get to work with to you all because everyone has such fun stories and ways they got to this work, so I really hope you enjoyed that, and I want to say thank you so much to Leslie for helping me kick off this new series on the podcast. There are going to be many more episodes like this coming, Um, and I have been reaching out slowly to anyone who's been in heal one-on-one mentorship or um aligned and embodied with me um and if i haven't got a message to you yet and you're listening and you're like i'd love to come on the podcast please reach out um i am trying to make sure i get to everybody because i'd love to have you all on here so i'm just gonna put this here if you listen and uh, we haven't had a chance to schedule anything yet send me a note um but yeah, I hope that this helps inspire you on your spiritual journey, um, helps inspire you to go deeper into whatever's interesting you. Know that this work is meant for you, it's meant for all of us. And if you are, you know, if you are ready to go deeper, I do have one more mentorship spot open um, for deep, deep dive with me. Mentorship is most likely doing a pretty big makeover starting in May, Um, so it's probably gonna look quite different, different investment, all the things. So, this is a great time to get in if you want to get in at current price, current offering um, before I switch it up. And also, you may have seen there are now several new bundles on my website. There's a shamanic bundle, which includes three soul retrievals and access to the elemental embodiment journey, there's an Akashic bundle, which includes four Akashic sessions and access to healing inside out, my Akashic course, and then there's a womb healing bundle. And Leslie and I talked about how we first connected, her first session with me was a womb clearing. That bundle um, includes a womb clearing session, a soul retrieval, and access to all of the journey to your pussy masterclasses, um, the three part series. So you can really go deep into that womb healing. So those are all available and there are two other things, there's so much going on right now. there is a runes course. I have a new runes course that is open for enrollment right now. We start April 28th, and we are meeting for six sessions approximately once a week. Um, ends June 2nd. There's an early bird special on right now until April 14th. Right now, it is only $300 to join, and you get six sessions with me, plus, like, their group sessions, six group sessions with me, plus access to a Thinkific course platform um, that has extra resources on it that you'll have access to for life like it's such a steal um to get in with that early bird offering and then after early bird is over price goes up to 377 so i will have links for all that in the show notes oh and last thing <laughs> i am doing a master class series our first one is saturday april 16th and it's gonna be once a month um first one is About how to use a pendulum, and then every class after will be a different spiritual technique. I want to share with you all um, to help you expand your repertoire. And if you sign up for the monthly classes, it's only $22 a month for six months. You can um, sign up also a la carte, then it's $33 per class. Um, So it's definitely sign up just for the membership um i will have all those links in the show notes so yeah lots of exciting things going on thank you all for being here and um i will be back with the next episode the next um client discussion i guess i'm not sure what to call it but um next podcast where i bring on one of the amazing people i've gotten to work with and that will be coming out soon so enjoy thank you all for being here i'll talk to you soon